Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we continue to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This isn't just a once-a-year event for us to remember. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus every single day, and it affects our lives every day. We've been seeing how it's important in the gospel message. In fact, it might be the most important aspect of the gospel message to proclaim the resurrection. We've seen how the resurrection provides a way for us to have more than religion or a new morality or new values. It actually, as we enter into the, the, the life of Christ and our union with Christ, we get a new life. That's right, we get a new life. And that's something that religion can never give. <clears throat> well, there's another thing we want to look at today about the effect of the resurrection. And that is where Jesus is now seated as a result. He is the ultimate champion, the ultimate victor. And let's look at what it says of him in Ephesians chapter 1. It says that God, which it's talking about prayers that we want to be answered, but it says which these are in, in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which we'll pick it up here in Ephesians 1.20, which God brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. That's pretty heavy if you think about it. Indeed, we need the Spirit's help to understand and grasp, grasp exactly what that means. His name is above every name. You think of every great president or king or ruler who's ever lived. His name is greater. Indeed, to this day, right now, his name is greater and talked about and honored more than any other person living or dead in the history of the world. More than any entertainer, anyone with any fame, any athlete or singer or movie star. More than the wealthiest people, the, the ones who are the richest people on earth. More than the people who capture the headlines today. The name of Jesus was, is, and will always be the name above all names. Indeed, I think of in, in just in my short lifetime, people whose names were in the headlines every single day. Reagan, Carter, Nixon who not that long ago were, were thought of, talked about every day. And now we rarely even think of them. But not so with Jesus. Every day, Jesus is being honored and worshiped because his name is above every name. It's been vindicated. It's been validated. And he's above all power. We may not think of this this way. We think of Jesus as being... Uh, a religious figure, but this says he's above all powers, all, all authorities, all dominions, all rulers, both in heaven and on earth. He's, in the, he's, he's above all angelic authorities, all angels, all demonic authorities. He's above Satan, and he's above all earthly authorities, 
That includes political leaders, church leaders, family leaders, business leaders. He's above all. And we know that there is this rebellion that began way back when Lucifer rebelled against the throne of God. It spread down to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It spread to all of us, this rebellion that's going on against the authority of God. Jesus came, you know, when we think about the mission of Jesus, he came really to quell the rebellion. He came to provide a way for people who have rebelled against God, been part of the ultimate insurrection, shall we say, the insurrection against God himself. And he came to provide a way for us to be forgiven, to receive clemency, forgiveness for what we've done, and to be reconciled to God and to re-enter into the kingdom of God. This is why ultimately the, all of life really comes down to authority. Bob Dylan years ago sang the song, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. It's really true. You're in one of two kingdoms. You're either in the domain of darkness, and that's the same word here. Domain is the same word as authority here. You're either in the authority of darkness, like it says in Colossians chapter 1, or you're in the kingdom of God, under the authority of God. You're in one of two places. Everybody is in one of two places. You're either in the domain, the authority of darkness. In Ephesians 2, it says, walking according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, his authority. Or you're under the authority of God Almighty in the kingdom of God. And of course, when Jesus came, he made a way for people to enter into the kingdom of God. The, the domain of darkness is a place of strife, anger, hatred. It's a place of immorality. It's a place of sin. The kingdom of God is a place filled with love and righteousness and joy and goodness and peace. Everybody, almost everybody I ever meet would like that type of life. The question is, are they willing to come under the authority of God to get it? You see, that's how we find it. You're in, you're in the domain of darkness, you're in trouble. You're in the domain of darkness, you may try and lead this life of love and peace and joy, but you got the wrong ruler, you're in the wrong, wrong kingdom. You've got too much to overcome. You've got to get into the kingdom of God. And Jesus, when he died for our sins and rose from the dead, he was seated in the place of ultimate authority. And now he opens the door for this kingdom to all people. That's what we read about here in Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. Notice the similarity. Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Similar language to what we, we see in Ephesians chapter 1, where he said, above all, seated above all, in the heavenly place, above all rule and authority, power and dominion. Here Jesus says, all authority. Same concept, same idea. He's in a place now of victory. He's a place of, he's the ruler. He's the king of the kingdom. He's on the throne in the kingdom of God. And as a result of opening up this kingdom to all people now, he says, go and make disciples of all the nations, not just the Jewish people. This is what the disciples were kind of hung up on. They thought uh, the kingdom of God and the rule of God and the promises and blessings of God were only for the people of Israel. He says, no, go now to all the nations, all the people, every ethnic group, every geographical region, 
go to all the peoples all over the world and, and offer them the way into the kingdom. How do you do that? Go and make disciples, he says, of all the nations. And there's a, basically a two-step process to do this. Number one, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This will speak of a person's conversion. They're embracing the Christian faith. Baptism was the way that was shown, shall we say, the, init the initiation rite. It was the way that, that we're to proclaim or to say, I am now a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And as Paul, we saw yesterday with Paul in Romans chapter 6, this baptism says I'm entering into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I'm dead to sin and now living to a new life in Jesus Christ. Second aspect of this discipleship is that teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is the era of growth, of bringing more and more of my life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, more and more of my life under His, His direction. That when I come to Jesus Christ, the first thing I realize is, I, I, in the domain of darkness, I, I thought the way to God was my own works, my own morality, my own righteousness, self-righteousness, and so on. Now I, I've, I've embraced that Jesus is the way, and I can't get in on my own. I've humbled myself, embraced Jesus as my Savior, my Lord. And now I grow in that obedience and bring more and more areas of my life under His domain, under His authority, under His Lordship. This is what the kingdom of God is like. And this is where life and love and joy and peace and goodness and righteousness and faithfulness and self-control, this is where it's all found. This is the fruit of the Spirit that comes from living under the kingship and authority of the king. We call it the fruit of the Spirit, found in Ephesians or Galatians chapter 5, 21-22. But this is how we're to live in the kingdom of God. How blessed, how awesome, how wonderful. It's one reason we get in the word of God every day because we see our Christian life, it's more than just I got saved and I'm gonna get heaven someday and all the blessings are off someday in the future. No, now we're under his authority. Now we've entered into his kingdom. We live in a world where, you know, maybe our next door neighbor, maybe the, maybe the person sitting right next to us isn't in the kingdom. And the people we work with might not be in the kingdom. The people we go to school with might not be in the kingdom. And so we are still in the world, though not of it. We are of the kingdom. We are God's people. We are under his authority, living in a, in a world where the blessings of the kingdom are not yet fully known because Christ is not reigning over all the earth yet. There's the rebellion, the insurrection is still afoot. But we've come into the kingdom. And what do we do? We invite others in as well. We invite others into the kingdom. We make disciples of all the nations. We urge them to come to faith in Jesus Christ. We urge them to, to, to follow Jesus Christ, to walk in His ways, to believe in Him, to, bring, to leave the domain of darkness and in, enter into the kingdom of God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you get in. That's how you grow. It's all about believing Him. It's all about seeing Him. It's all about relating properly to the King. And how did He establish, demonstrate His kingship? He rose from the dead. This is why we proclaim the resurrection. He's not a dead king. He's not still in the grave. And the, the credibility of his kingship is certainly that resurrection. He's exalted now to the right hand of the Father, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, every name that is named. That's our, that's our Savior. 
That's our Lord. Jesus, we thank you today that you have conquered death. And because you did, you lived your entire life in obedience to the Father. You gave right up to the point of death when you died on that cross. You gave your life as a sacrifice for us. You made a way for anyone, any person, no matter how far, no matter how bad, no, how, no matter what they've done, you've made a way for any person to enter into the kingdom of God, to leave the domain of darkness, and to walk under your ways and your authority. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you. We acknowledge you are the risen Savior, the risen Lord. You are above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion. Every name is named. We can't think of another name on earth that is more exalted than you, that deserves more honor than you, that deserves more allegiance than you, that des- that's more faithful than you. And because of this, we honor you. We respect your authority. We embrace your authority. And we thank you for the life you give as we're in the kingdom of God. It's everything we could ever want. It's everything we could ever really want. Sin is so deceptive. The domain of darkness is so deceptive. That's not what we want, Father. It's a, it's a pack of lies. It's a way that seems right to man, but it ends up in death. Your way is what we really want, and it ends up in life and victory and joy. And for this, we bless you. We thank you for making it available to us. We thank you for inviting us into your kingdom. We are joyfully under your authority. This is where true life is found. This is where we flourish as human beings. This is where we become all that we are created to be. And for this, we bless you with all of our heart. Today, we want to live under your kingdom authority. We want to recognize you today in all that we do, every value, every decision, every relationship, every word, every attitude. Might we today remember that you are above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion. Not us. Not that person who would intimidate us, bother us, frighten us. You're there. And for this, we have that allegiance, that confidence, that faith. And we will walk in that confidence and victory today. We bless you and we love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Don't ever forget it. Remember today, no matter who crosses your path, no matter how they cross it, no matter who you run into, no matter what your circumstance, remember our our Lord Jesus, he reigns and he will have his way and he'll make sure that you're blessed in the end. So I want to thank you for joining me. Again, my name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along. We're here every single day because we're not like once a week Christians or once a year Christians. We're everyday Christians. I hope you are too. And I hope you'll join me every day. If you're new, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button. Tell your friends. Let's grow this channel. I'm here today to give you daily encouragement to build the Word of God into your life every day. And we know that we make decisions in life. I want to follow Christ, but it's the day-to-day follow-through, the day-to-day commitment of getting in the Word and praying over it that really builds and develops us into the people that God wants us to be. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with this peace and joy, and might nothing ever take that away. You enjoy it. You walk with the Lord today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.